0: Fast Forward Productions, the women are speaking. This is the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. My name is Ashley Pollard. Here you will find business tips, entrepreneurial advice, and an honest account of mistakes I make along the way. I will also have some friends along for the ride who can add in their own experience, obstacles, and what we can all learn from each other. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely road, but not in my circle. We are all in this together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard, and Oof, it has been a whirlwind over here. We are onboarding new clients to Dial Zero Marketing, our marketing agency. I hired a new full-time employee and might have another spot coming available soon. It is just wild and crazy over here and I'm on track for that seven-figure year and I'm so excited for it. I feel ready and empowered and honestly pretty chill, which I think is the best win because seven figures, if I feel stressed is truly not worth it, but I feel actually very calm. And I feel like we have a very strong handle on things. So let me know if you guys are interested in how I've structured my business to where I feel like we are busy, of course, But I don't feel like really that inundated. I feel pretty chill. And I'm sure I have some tips that I could give you. So make sure to let me know if you have those questions. I do Q&As pretty periodically in my Instagram stories at Team AP Consulting. And I'd love to give you any sort of insight that I can to help you, you know, run your business a little bit better. And with that, I want to talk about confidence a little bit. You know, something that comes up a lot in the Doers Club where we have the Slack channel is how to word emails. And I use the term that I've gotten from TikTok, obviously, that we don't want to be a pick me girl. We don't want to be pathetically like begging for a client's attention. We don't want to be giving it all away or saying like, I'll do anything. Like, is there any way that you'll, I'll change my prices? Sure. I'll do that. You know, that people pleasing energy, because the thing is, is that when we're people pleasing, of course we You know, we get worried. We get worried, like, what if they get annoyed or what if they get upset or what if that's not what they were expecting? And I totally understand that. But I want to rewire that thinking into thinking more like you're setting your relationship up for failure. Because if you go into the relationship people pleasing and accepting a price that you're not ready for, that you're not able to activate, or if you're going into a relationship with a client saying, I'm not able, to activate that, but maybe I can try, or that doesn't work with my timeline, but maybe I can try. What ends up happening is that over time you grow resentful of that project. I will tell you right now, I have had dream clients that would blow your mind that I've resented and started hating or didn't like anymore or whatever it is, because the work was so below What I should have accepted, maybe payment wise, maybe the deliverables were too much. And that's nobody's fault but my own. And this is something that I, when I originally got the opportunity, was like, oh, I will bend over backwards for this work. And then over time, I was like, no, I won't. No, I'm not bending at all. They can leave for all I care. I don't even care anymore because I grew to resent the relationship. And the thing is, if you want to truly please people, care deeply about the long term, right? Care deeply about, I don't want us to grow to resent each other. I don't want you to be the reason I'm potentially don't like my business anymore. And all of this comes with time and all of this comes with increased confidence. That's something that I see a lot in the doers, which is this almost like permission to take up space and to hold your ground. So I wanna give you some sort of idea of the way that I walk people through that process inside of the doers and kind of coach them on how to grasp Really strong power verbiage. We do have a download inside the Doers Library. If you're not able to get into the Doers Club, we do open and close on a quarterly basis. So you may not be able to get into the club right now. But if you want to get into the library, we have a download of different word swaps, of different ideas of ways that you can level up your language to be more powerful without being manipulative or controlling or unethical would be another one because there's a way for you to take up space and be powerful while still being kind and generous and compassionate and funny. And there is a very easy way to do a lot of that stuff, which we talk about at length inside of the Doer's Club. But today I wanted to leave you with some word swaps to kind of help you think about ways to feel more confident. And this could also be an opportunity for like put a finger down. So maybe let's do put a finger down. I need to sound more confident in my verbiage. So as I go through these statements, You let me know if these are things that you have said that maybe feel uh, not your most confident, not your most powerful, and find ways that you can use these examples to shift into more powerful language so that you have better connection with your clients, you show up with more authority for your leads, and you're able to guide your team with a compassionate level of leadership instead of strong-arming anybody in your space. So let's dive into the nine word swaps I have to sound more confident. This is not an exhaustive list. And if I had an exhaustive full list, I would have hundreds, hundreds of examples. But first, we're going to do nine that I can think of, okay? So the first one that I'm encouraging you to think about is replacing I think with I believe. If someone on my team came to me and said, you know, Ashley, I think that what we should do for this client is use this colorway. It would be much more impactful for them to say, I really believe that this colorway is going to be the most impactful. Now, that not only places my trust in them a bit more, but if someone on my team came to me and said, I think maybe we should do this, I come back to them and would say, Do you think that or do you believe that? Because I want women in my space to stand by your belief. Now, here's the thing: it is not a problem to disagree and it's something I teach my team to do often disagree with me hold a stance have an opinion I would rather my team disagree with me daily and have a really strong stance and defend why even if that means that we still end up going with my way but I would rather them defend a strong stance that disagrees with me than to allow us to run this business assuming that I know everything and that I'm looking at every picture which I'm totally not There's so many people on my teams so many people I've worked with, so many clients of mine have really incredible insight. So for someone on my team, for someone I hire, especially if it's someone that I hire from like a contractor point of view for a specialized service, maybe setting up a HoneyBook or creating a better workflow or whatever it could be. If they said to me, you know, I really think that da 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 it would definitely affect my confidence in that decision. I want you guys instead to stand true and stand strong. I believe this is the best mode. And your clients are allowed to say, or your team or your boss or whoever it is, is allowed to say, I hear you, but I really want to consider the way that I suggested. Or I really I understand that point of view, but let's go back to my way. Because I will tell you right now that they'll feel more confident that their decision is right because they got to see the full picture. It would drive me nuts. If I hired someone, if I paid somebody and I did something that backfired and later they said, yeah, I kind of thought that would happen. I want to know upfront. I want people to have my back. There is nothing more people pleasing than actually looking out for someone and saying, I think you might be making a decision. Even if we go your direction, I want you to at least see the full picture. So step one, replace I think with I believe take that stand. The second one is something that I don't really hear people doing often, but I learned this actually from Brooke Shields. I don't really talk about the fact that she's my client, but it's obvious now that I went to the premiere with her. So I feel a little bit more comfortable sharing that. But something that I learned from her that she says often when being interviewed or when I ask her a question about something or when someone else asks her a question, if she doesn't know the answer, she says, you know, I don't know enough about that to offer my opinion." Or I don't know enough about that for me to answer that properly, unfortunately. And I love that statement. And I want you to think about replacing, I'm not sure, or I don't know with, I don't know enough to offer some insight there because you're not saying like, for instance, let's say you were a website designer and someone said, Oh, you know, have you heard about this new platform that you can use to build websites? Let's say you haven't heard of it. You could say, Oh no, I don't know about that platform. Instead, you could say, you know, I haven't really done my research to offer an opinion on that yet. But why don't you give me a moment and I'll do that and get back to you. It showcases not I don't know, I don't care to get to know, I don't care about that space. I didn't even know that was happening. I'm oblivious. I'm unaware. It shifts into... I don't feel like I can give you the answer you deserve, which I think is a little bit more responsible and also still holds you as an authority. So I think that's a very strong one that I don't hear people shift into often that you're going to hear me trying to say more often because I know I need to learn that one. I don't know enough to offer my opinion. The third one that I want you to think about is I hope. So for instance, if I said to someone on my team, hey, when do we think we could get the, that copy done? And if they said to me, oh, well, I'm hoping that I get it done by tomorrow, there's nothing wrong with that. But there is something more powerful in saying, I expect to have that completed by tomorrow evening. So in one case... I hope that I have this finished by Friday. I hope that I'll have this for you by then. I hope that by this time we'll be able to open doors. You're kind of showcasing to the potential lead, the client, the team member, I don't really know what I'm doing. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, okay? There is definitely some moments of transparency in my business where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing there, guys. I'm going to be fully honest. However, if you want to hold a space of authority in a specific instance, I do think saying, I hope that this happens sounds a little bit like there's too much out of my control. You know, people of authority, leaders, people who take control over their space, they don't like to live in hope. They like to live in some semblance of control. Now, I hope this happens, but I need so-and-so to do it, is no different than saying, I expect for this to be done by this time. I'm simply waiting on this to come back from so-and-so. So what you're saying is like, I still have ownership over this. You don't need to get involved. You don't need to worry about the timeline shifting. You don't have to worry about me not being able to follow through. I still expect X, Y, and Z, and I'm managing it properly. That's what you're kind of doing with that shift. The fourth one I want you to think about is the shift away from saying, I guess. Instead of saying, I guess, I'd like for you to say, I know. I guess is going to be an interesting one because you might be asked a question about your capability. Is there any way that you're able to add scheduling and posting to my social media management container? If you said, I guess we could, I guess so, or I guess that might be possible. Instead, what if you said, I know that we have the capability, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what the pricing would look like. You have a bit more authority. Instead of showcasing, I'm questioning some things with myself. Instead, tell them what you know first, and then let them know what you need to go research. And another example, that might sound like to me, someone on my team, I might say, hey, are you able to take on Pinterest as well as Instagram? If they said, I guess I could, the flip side of that could say, I know that Pinterest is relatively similar to Instagram in terms of copy and design. I just have to iron out the nuances of the two platforms, and then I feel confident taking it over. So basically, she's kicking off by saying, I do notice why you would ask me that, and I'm going to let you know the work I have to do to take that from an I don't know to a yes. The fifth one I want to give you is I'll try oh boy, do I hate this one. I cannot stand the word try. There are almost no instances where you actually try something. Now, if you think about the words, I'll try and the true definition of I will try, you're saying I will attempt. And a lot of times when we say, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to try. We're not attempting we're hoping, I hope that in the morning I get out of bed at 6 a.m. Versus saying like, I want to be a morning person. I really, I'm going to try to wake up in the morning. Here's the thing. You are either waking up early or not. Those are the only two things happening. Trying looks like laying in bed and thinking about it and scrolling on TikTok. And guess what? If you're not getting out of bed and it's early, then it's, you're not trying. You're not getting up. There is not a try present, okay? Is the try in the room with us? Because it's not present. So when you think about the word try, stop saying it, first of all, and swap out I'll try in your head. And this is not a word swap that you're using in public or that you're using with a client. This is in your head. Swap out I'll try for I will attempt and then ask yourself if you truly believe you will be attempting that thing. For instance, if I said, okay, I really want four more clients so that we hit a revenue goal. I'm going to try to get four more clients. I'm going to try for that. The question really is, am I actually going to take the steps necessary to attempt that? What does an attempt at four more clients look like? What does it look like to attempt to build my own website, to build out that email funnel I've been sitting on for months? So think about it this way is like, am I truly going to put meaningful effort behind this immediately? If not sideline it, I would rather say to myself, now is not the time for me to do that. So how about I attempt that later? For me, I've been getting back into working out. I've been feeling great. I've been feeling stronger. I've been seeing my body change, which has felt amazing. And I am not doing it very consistently. Now I could say, I'm going to try to move my body every single day. The truth is, do I truly believe I can attempt that? No. The true attempt would be, I know that I can attempt to complete two workouts per week at length. That is the attempt I plan to have. Guys, stop with the try. You are doing it or you're not. If I handed you a pen and said, try to hold this, you will either be holding the pen or not. So there is no such thing as try. There's a Star Wars quote that's like, do or do not, there is no try. Couldn't agree more. You are lying to yourself if you think that try is an actual word in the dictionary. Of your life. Okay, the sixth one is maybe the most important one. This is replacing I'm sorry with thank you. You probably have seen this all over the internet. I know that I've seen a million of these graphics circulated. And it's because it's something that we hear often. I'm so sorry I'm late. I'm so sorry I kept you waiting. I'm so sorry I had to reschedule. I'm so sorry that we had to ask for an extension. I'm so sorry that this mistake happened. All of these situations, you are saying I'm low. I feel like shit. I feel like I owe you something. I really messed this up. And not only are you causing a shame spiral internally, but you're also showcasing to that person, like, I owe you something, I really messed up. And they may not feel that way. But if you word things in a way where they feel like, oh, shoot, I should probably be upset about this, they might become upset when they weren't in the first place. So in any situation where you have to apologize, instead say, thank you. Hey, thanks for waiting. I know I kept you waiting. Hey, thank you so much for making me aware of this typo. I totally missed it the first round. Hey, thank you so much for allowing us to extend. It really means a lot to us and we don't plan to do this ever again. Thanking somebody for their understanding is definitely the better way to go versus saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, in my opinion, should be reserved for I apologize. I apologize. And when you apologize for something, you're saying, I really want your consolation. I want us to rectify and fix our relationship. And like, guys, it's not that deep if you have to move a meeting, okay? It is not that deep if you need to ask for an extension and you're well within your rights to do so. You do not need to like apologize deeply if you're two minutes late to a discovery call or something. So instead say, thank you so much for understanding understanding, oh my goodness, today's been crazy, whatever it is, and move right along. The seventh one is, oh, I literally, I'm not even kidding. The hairs on my arm just stood up. I have chills everywhere because it infuriates me. And I'm not going to go on a Chad high horse today because I don't got the time. But this is something that women do often. And we've got to stop because we are continuing to bow to the patriarchy by acquiescing to this idea that like women owe the world, whatever. Now I'm just going on a tangent. But the one thing that I want you to remember that I do think women do significantly worse than men, which is preempting something you're nervous about with, I might be wrong, but, or I'm not sure, but da, 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 da. And instead, what I want you to think about is saying, I'm confident in this. Like, what if I don't have to preface my idea with, I might be wrong, but, or maybe this is crazy, but, or I don't know, maybe, maybe this is too out there. What do you think? Have conviction, have conviction in your ideas. Maybe you have an idea for somebody's branding that could be really fun and bright and adventurous. And you say, I cannot wait to show you this. We have one version that is kind of calm and collected. We have one version that's pretty adventurous, pretty bold. I'm very excited for you to see it versus saying, I might be wrong, but I feel like we could do something kind of adventurous and fun here. Because if you're being hired, if you're running a team, if you're working with clients you are expected to be the expert. And I don't mean expert like you're smarter than every person who's doing the job. But I mean, you have to know more than them. That's the point of hiring someone is take this off my plate because I don't have time or take this off my plate because I don't know what I'm doing. So if they're trusting you with a project. The last thing I want to hear is for someone to say, now I might be wrong, but I think that this could be fun. I would instead like to see somebody with a little bit of conviction. I stand strong in this. Hey, This is a great idea. You don't have to go with it, but I love this idea and I stand by it. Stand by your opinions and your decisions. You are allowed to have them. People are allowed to disagree with them. And it doesn't mean anything about your capability to do your job. It doesn't mean you're not creative. It doesn't mean you're not smart. It doesn't mean you're not able to do this. And I know sometimes that when we have someone who disagrees with us, who says, ooh, maybe I don't want to do that, we start to take it out on ourselves, right? But that is such a buried patriarchal problem. Can't say that word. And it's something I want you to actively work away from from. Okay. When people say, I hear you, but let's go in a different direction. Simply say great and respect that and move right along because that doesn't diminish your ability. It just means they have conviction in what they're paying you for. Oh my gosh. This one drives me nuts. Just guys, take it out. Take every just that you have and throw it in the garbage, like burn it, set it on fire, Run, run over it with your car, all just have to go. If someone said to me, listen, I'm just a beginner, but I'd love to get you started with Instagram ads versus if someone said to me, listen, I'm a beginner, but I would love to get you started with Instagram ads. Already, I trust that second person more and I made them up in my head because what you're basically saying is, I'm aware of this thing and I still have confidence in myself. The just brings it down a notch where it's like diminishing your levels of expertise, diminishing your intelligence, diminishing your creativity. You know, I'm just wondering if there's a better way to do this. Are you just wondering or are you wondering? I'm wondering if we should be doing this. That is impact. That is leadership. That's authority. You know, I'm just, going over it in my head and, you know, I'm curious, maybe we want to consider, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? That whole sentence reads to me as someone who cannot say, I believe this. And that's what I want you to come back to. The final one, number nine, is not necessarily applicable all the time. If you have a casual relationship with someone, if it's someone on your team who reports into you, if you have a long relationship with a client, I don't think this applies because the statement I'm about to tell you is, I need help. Now, first and foremost, if this is personal and you're in a bad place, say I need help to fucking anyone that listens so that you can get the help that you need. That's not what I'm talking about. And also, I'm here. If you ever need me, I'm a DM away. However, when I mean... I need help, I mean, when you want to maintain your level of authority, when you want to maintain a strong, powerful stance, instead of saying, I need help, which is perfectly fine to ask, but let's use better verbiage. The verbiage I would switch into here would be, could I ask for your assistance? Hey, I'd appreciate some support on this. Or do you have a moment where we can discuss this idea? I want to make sure that I fully understand the deliverables. I want to make sure that I'm prepped. In order to get to work properly. So replacing I need help, which might sound like I need help, can you swap it into something a bit more like, can we collaborate versus pull me out of the water I'm drowning. Now, like I said, I could go on and 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 on. And it's something that we do a lot in the doers club inside of our Slack channel is that people will send pitch emails or uh, really tough emails that might be awkward to send to clients or copy that's going on their website, copy that's going on a form of theirs. And I will just redline it all the way down. I'll like rip it apart because people will just pack these letters with, hi, I really hope that you take the time to look at this. I would so appreciate the opportunity to consider my services. And it's like, so you want them to give you an opportunity to think about whether or not you might be good enough for their services if they need the time when you could have just said, Would love to collaborate. Which one is more powerful? And so this is what I'm doing a lot in the Doer Slack channel inside of the club is working with people to just amplify their messaging and amplify their voice a little bit more because you have authority. You're creative, you're smart, you're running your business, you have clients, you have case studies. So how can we make sure that that verbiage is working for you so that you don't have to look like the pick me girl in someone's inbox saying, I would do anything for the chance for you to just consider looking my way in my direction and like noticing that I exist versus love what you're up to, love the work I do. And what is a way that we can collaborate? How do I get my hands on your works that I can help you because I'm noticing a blind spot? That level of confidence is what I want for all of you guys. Now, another example, you know, recently in the doers, I shared that if you're offering a beta group of something, someone might say, I'm charging so low because I'm new to this and I need to build my confidence. And that's fair, right? It is fully fair to do a beta service and to charge... $200 instead of a thousand, because sure, you are new to this. You do have to build your confidence. You may have to build the processes along the way, but nobody should hear things like I'm charging so low. They shouldn't even hear I'm charging low for this. They shouldn't hear I'm new to this and they never should hear I need to build my confidence. Instead, what you could say is listen, I know that my pricing is a bit under market value at the moment, but that's because I'm still ironing out a clear process that makes me feel confident because I haven't achieved those results yet by going through a full process. Now granted, that's a bit wordy. You could always trim that down. My pricing's a bit under market value, still ironing out a clear process with proven results. That is an authority. That is someone who knows how to speak with confidence and take up space. So I'm curious if any of these sound great to you. Wh- how many fingers do we have down? Technically we went we gave 10 examples, but how many of these have you been multiple offenders of? Which of these are you like shoot, I definitely need to change that? Let me know. I'm posting some of these on Instagram today. Let me know in the comments. Would love to kind of discuss with you these word swaps and if you guys have any additional that you'd love help with always let me know in a Q&A because maybe I'll make another podcast episode about it, or maybe I'm able to answer on Instagram as well. But thank you guys for tuning in. I love you guys. Make sure to sign up for the Doers Club waitlist if you'd like to come in and access our Slack channel where you can have me on standby for any sort of verbiage that you want amplified along the way. If you want access to that Power Swaps download, go ahead and join the Doers Library. It is open enrollment. You can get in there whenever you want. We have over 50, 60 downloadable resources. We have trainings. We have access to calls with me for $175. Yes, you heard that right. My calls went from $800 to $175 inside of the doers. but that's because I'm saving all my good vibes for the doers. And I hope that this helps you. I will see you guys next time on the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. Hold up. Don't leave quite yet. The good just gets better. I know it might be expensive to hire me for my services, so I've created a free way for you to get all of my best for any question you have. Click the link in the show notes to drop us a voice note, and I promise you I will answer every single one of them on the podcast for free. This has been a Fast Forward production. To learn more about them, check out at Speaking on Instagram for more information.